And your dad uh, uh, actually walked in. Yes. My dad actually walked in and caught this person and pretty much rescued me, yes. you know, yes. and yes. saved me and took me out of that place. Can you fear? The Lord is my shepherd, I will fear. Oh yeah, because it's your will. He's the shepherd, he ain't gonna change. But whether I will not fear or whether I will fear, it's your decision. been forced to keep a secret that if you might tell that secret you don't know how it would affect your family? Well my guest has and she's here to tell the real story on Miracles Today and her name is Naomi. Welcome to Miracles Today. Thank you for having me. And I want to go right to that situation and you know what I'm talking about when you were a child. Can you tell yes. me about that? Um Oh, you mean the molestation? Yes. And, um, from when I was very small, uh, probably three or four, um, I was molested. I was never raped, but molested on several occasions by different people. Um, like people that I don't even, we don't really know today, just like a, fam a friend of a family member. or, um, And I was so scared to say anything. And I... You know, as a little kid, you're like, what the heck's going on? Do you know why you were afraid? I mean, were you told not to say anything? No. I just, you know, from when I was really, really small, my parents were divorced. Okay, so were you raised by mom or dad? Dad. Dad. Okay. I was raised by dad. Uh, mom moved to California. Okay. Um, that's a whole other story in itself. But my grandparents were there in Hawaii, and they kind of helped my dad raise me, but their religious beliefs were different from his. Yes. He was born again, and they were very, very strong Roman Catholics. Yes. And uh, ever since I was born, it was a struggle. They wanted to have me baptized in a Catholic church. He didn't. They wanted to have me take First Communion, and he didn't. So it was this constant battle, and I saw this uh, conflict and disagreement from pretty much day one. Yes. And so I was always afraid to say what I wanted because I didn't want to upset anybody. So, so basically, you you were you were abused. Yes. But you didn't want to tell anybody yes. because there's already this kind of family feud going on. Right. And I was very fearful. About I just your, was a very fearful child. That's your spirituality. Yes. Yes. And um, on one occasion, probably like the second or third occasion, um, we were visiting a family member uh, on the mainland and. It was either really late at night or early in the morning, and it was happening again. Um, somebody was preying on me and proceeding to molest me, and it you know, I don't know what it was. It wasn't like loud or no commotion or anything, but my dad walked in, and he was like really upset. What the heck are you doing? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And I was a little kid, and I was very scared. So did you start crying? Um, I, I don't even think I cried. Yeah. I think I was just like shocked. shocked. Right. And um, my dad was very young. Yes. He had me when he was 20. Oh. So here I am, I must be five or six, and he's only like, you know, young man raising a little girl, doesn't know what to say. Right. You right. know, and he's just shocked, and 
just wants to get me out of there as fast as possible and um, took me to some other family that he trusted. And I think after that time, it was just kind of like he didn't know how to help me or didn't know how to talk it through or, or anything like that. And he had some of his friends like try to, you know, say, how, does, how are you feeling about this? Do you want to talk about it? And I was like, I don't want to talk about that, you know? Well, well tell me, what, what do you um, feel is, is the, um, was the strongest thing that helped you begin to come out of yourself and begin to talk? Well, um, I got saved when I was seven. Yeah. So through all this pain and family conflict, I always knew Jesus was my friend. Yes. And so that kind of helped me. And I, you know, I knew I never, it never turned me into like a rebellious teenager or it didn't affect me. I wasn't depressed because mm. I had Jesus. Amazing. And I loved Jesus and yes. I knew he loved me. Yes. But, you know, being a born again Christian all those years, what I didn't know is I was still fearful. Um, I thought, you know, I'm saved, I know I'm going to heaven, I'm happy, but I was still afraid of people. Yes. You know, to some degree, it wasn't as much as when I was really little, but to some degree I had a fear of people, especially women, because I wasn't raised, my, my mother wasn't around, right. so I didn't know how to relate to women. Well, were you molested by a man or a woman? A man. A man, but you had a fear of women. I had a fear of women, and um, I think because I was raised with by my dad, I, you know, just growing up related to boys better, I was into cars and Legos and, you know, just... <laughs> you don't look anything like a tomboy. <laughs> I wasn't really a tomboy, but I just... All the girls, I was afraid they wouldn't accept me. Oh. So I played with the boys. Well, listen, we're just going to take... We're going to take a moment's break here, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Miracles Today, and I'm here with Naomi. And Naomi, before we left, we talked about um, the secret that finally came moment o open, right? Mm -hmm. When your dad uh, uh, actually walked in. Yes. Could you re recap that for me a little bit? Um, we were visiting a family member, and I was about five or six years old, and it was the middle of the night, and um, he began to violate me. And my dad actually walked in and caught this person and pretty much rescued me, yes, you know, yes, and yes. saved me and took me out of that place. And, um, you know, I haven't seen or spoken to this person since. Right. Basically. Right. And my dad did a really good job of protecting me from ever having to kind of go back to that or. Now you talked about a, a, you talked about how that just shut your mouth. Yes. Okay. So mm -hmm. you just, you, you just stopped. And it even happened like a few years after, but on different occasions, different people, and I still didn't say anything. I was still scared that that instance when my dad caught me, I, it's still, you know, I still wasn't willing to say, hey, this is happening. Why was, do we shut our mouths? I don't know. I mean, you know, why do we just... The devil is such a liar, and he just made me very fearful. Yeah. You know, that either people wouldn't believe me. Right. Or, you right. know, and it's ridiculous because why would a kid make that up. You, you know that being a mom. Yes. That, yeah. that a child wouldn't make that up. Right. And so now tell me about, um, I, I'm seeing a, a spiritual battle going on. You've got a born again dad. You've got a strong uh, Roman Catholic uh, uh, grand, grandparents. Grandparents. And these are his in-laws. Right. These, yeah. Now how did you become 
an mm. International Miracle Institute student, because those are, you know, I mean, right. I mean, how well, did that happen? Basically, um, through high school, I, you know, I went to youth group and I had a Bible study on campus, and all of my friends knew me as a Christian, and I loved God and. I wanted people to know Jesus, you know, and that he loved them and he died for them. And I was just very, you know, I wanted to kind of be an outreach. And I, uh, I lived my life, you know, very clean and very sober and I didn't date around. And so um, when I graduated, I was backslidden and my husband and I, we got married, and from when we got married, it was like God, we both were backslidden. Both of us were saved, but backslidden. And God kind of just ignited this fire in us right before we got married. And basically from the time we decided to get married to when we moved to Bible school, it was only a short span of 10 months. Like it was such a burning, like an urgent to miracle. learn more. And that, we, yeah, it was a complete miracle. And I actually heard uh, you and Doc when I was 14. Oh. And you came to my church for a week and um, I really hadn't heard you since. And here we were 19 years old and my best friend was going to IMI. And I knew her better than anybody else. We were like inseparable. And I knew she came here kind of as like a, an escape from what she was in. Yes. And she's like, well, I'm gonna go to Bible school. And I'm like, Bible school? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and but talking to her, I only talked to her two or three times while she was here, and I could tell that the word she was learning was changed, had changed her life. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it was word that I didn't know. It was revelation that we didn't know. And I grew up in church. Yes, I knew the Bible, yes. but I didn't have as deep of a revelation as she was right. getting. And right. I was like, we need that. Right. You know, God put a desire in our heart to learn more about the word, and. Um, I was like, that's what we need. Yes. So my husband had never heard Dr. Harfouche, but we were like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. And from the moment we decided we were gonna go, God provided everything. We were 19 years old, we have been married four months. Man. He gave us the finances, <laughs> a place to stay. And within four weeks after we decided, we were in Pensacola for a gathering of champions. Oh my goodness. Um, it was all very quick. Well, can you, you know? tell uh, our friends and, and, and uh, partners what International Miracle Institute has done for you. Absolutely. Okay. Um, the International Miracle Institute has taught me who I am in Christ and that I am perfected in Christ Jesus. He lives in you and because He's perfection, you don't have to even sin. You can live a sin-free life. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be depressed. You don't have to be broke. Um, I thought, you know, that you know, you sin and you repent, but you can live sin-free, completely sin-free. You can live in prosperity. Um, I had a revelation that of who I am in Christ, um, that He has supplied everything that I need. You never have to struggle, because growing up, I, we struggled. I lived with a single parent and we struggled. And so I learned that you didn't have to um, go through any of that, you know, because Jesus already has it for you. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, Naomi, thank you for joining thank me on Miracles me. today. And, <laughs> and listen, I want you to stay with us because a little bit later on in the program, I'm going to come back and tell you how you too can become an International Miracle Institute program. But right now, we're going to go to Dr. Christian Harfouche, God's Prophet of Performance, and hear some great preaching and teaching. <laughs> that was awesome.
What are they going to do? What are the shepherds going to do? Feed them. They shall what? No, no, no. What are the shepherds going to do? They're going to feed them. They're going to give them the word. They're going to feed them. They're going to give them the rhema. They're going to feed them. I've been prophesying and telling you that the word that God's going to pour out his spirit and people are going to start getting saved not even coming to church. Remember I said they'll fall out under the power and have a vision and some of them will go to sleep at night and have a dream. Well, I already happen to know of an inter international athlete that went to sleep and at night had a dream and woke up and dedicated his life to the Lord and they already contacted me to get in contact with me. Are you listening to me? You can't escape this end time visitation. You can't stop what God has begun. You can't stop it. This thing is reaching out. And the world of God is just becoming a larger and larger uh, realm on earth. See, the sphere of God grows as disciples grow. Remember, the Lord adds to the church daily. And the number of the disciples is multiply it's how God operates addition and multiplication so actually from God's point of view I want to how many would like to just for one minute find out how different God is from the average human wave at me okay here's God he already knows the bigger I make the promise the less likely that it will manifest if the numbers are huge. Because anytime somebody promised supply. <laughs> and the numbers. Are going to become huge. Then the fulfillment of that promise. Is less likely to take place. If. You. Were the source. Of the provision. See, some of you looking at me like I'm talking nonsense. No, I'm talking the way you think. <laughs> but it's going to change. Now, here is God. Who, he says, here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I am going to feed them through my prophets. Feed them through my spokesmen. And they will... Here it is, neither shall they be. So there will be no. What? There will be what? So see, if God was worried about it like most humans operate, he wouldn't be sending the Holy Ghost to, listen, add to the church and cause the number of the disciples to be multiplied because he, the more millions and the more millions and the more millions that get a hold of this, the greater the responsibility and the burden of proof is on God's shoulders. But it's Yahweh who's talking. He ain't worried about where he's going to come up with the problem. There shall be no lack. There shall be no lack. There shall be no fear and there shall be no lack. 
Look around you. You will find, look around you, you will find no lack. Look around you, you will find no lack. Look around you, look, you will, look around you, you will find no lack. You will find no lack. They, they, neither shall they be lacking, says the Lord of hosts. Isn't that powerful? Is that powerful? Now see, God's prophetic word is here. Are we lacking shepherds? Are we lacking feeding? So what's missing here? The only thing missing is a corporate experience of what is promised. Are you here? It's the only thing missing. The only thing missing is the consistency of living a life of no fear. It's the only thing missing. The feeding is not missing. The releasing of the faith. The, the corporate agreement. Now did you see, did you see now here something interesting? Did you see um, that in Jeremiah, God said that there will be no fear. God said they, they will fear no more. And then when you tie it into what the psalmist said, I will not fear, you find out that it's a choice of the will. God's not going to take fear out of the planet. God's just going to give you enough words so that you don't know that fearing is stupid. You can't fear and believe. Are, are you getting that? He's not going to take enemies out of the planet. He's going to give you a table of fellowship and feast in the presence of your enemies. Because you believe in your God and his reliability more than you do with the opposition and his threats. Are you, isn't that the truth? But now watch what he said. They will not fear. They will not be dismayed. And they will not lack. Now, he's not talking about when you get to heaven. See, was Jeremiah talking about when you get to heaven? So if he was not talking about when you get to heaven, and he was talking about a corporate uh, nation of people, a corporate family of people, a royal priesthood, and he was saying, they will not lack, then when we say, God's time has come, for no one to lack, we're not making it up. And it's not an option. It's a command from God. Now, now, can you fear? The Lord is my shepherd, I will fear. Oh yeah, because it's your will. He's the shepherd, he ain't going to change. But whether I will not fear or whether I will fear, it's your decision. It's been truly an amazing program today and Christian we started out with that absolutely gorgeous young lady at the beginning of the show with that amazing story about how God set her free 
from sexual molestation. Uh, this is phenomenal. Again, the power of God's anointing. It uh, never ceases to amaze me to see that something that could be so permanent and so unchangeable, uh, like the guilt and the condemnation that come uh, into people's lives, multiplied millions in the earth are suffering and struggling from low self-esteem and um, uh, hurt and bitterness and, and uh, unforgiveness and even hatred and violence because of sexual abuse and other abuses also. Uh, it, it, it's, it's pandemonium and uh, people will go to psychiatrists that will become dependents on, uh, on antidepressants and so forth. But we see here in the life of Naomi, not only the healing anointing of God as she encountered uh, the power of God in, in, in our meetings and, and so on, but the invitation of God to answer the call of God on her life and to move, which she didn't have to, but to move from Hawaii over to Pensacola, Florida and become one of our in-resident students and allow the Lord to reveal to her her heavenly identity, who she is in Christ Jesus. What a revelation that the Bible said, therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. That the Bible tells us He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. You know, I thank God for the opportunity to come into your home, all our friends and partners and, uh, around the world, and also today uh, those viewing us from the great um, uh, state of Hawaii. All over the islands there, we have students that have already been touched and become distance learning students and partners, and you know the power of the Word of God. Identity, identity, whether you are a child of God who is spirit-filled or whether uh, you are a full-time minister that wants to see more of the power and the authority of Christ revealed in your ministry, discovering who you are in Christ Jesus. You are a new creature. All things are become new. And uh, when that that education and that revelation and that supernatural impartation comes into your being, it erases, it abolishes any stain, any memory, any handicap, any limitation that was enforced on you in your upbringing or through your circumstance and imparts total and complete victory. In your life. Yes, Christian, I, I, I guess I'm living proof and along with Naomi and hundreds or maybe thousands of others that have been helped through International Miracle Institute from abuse and all kinds of uh, other uh, problems. But what amazes me is that you can't really talk about a, a problem you've ever had with abuse unless you're free from it. So today when that beautiful young lady at the beginning of the program shared her story, she could share it because she's healed. Now there are people that go their entire life and they're never ever healed from that type of a violation. But International Miracle Institute can teach you your heavenly identity, 
who you are in God, that you don't have to be what man needs you to be, that you just need to be what God needs you to be. And that's what I know. And I know that's what Naomi knows. And you need to make this call. Go to that phone and make one of the most important calls of your life. Join Christian and I and 400,000 miracle workers for the final harvest. Be with us again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.